from SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Crossing Fences. African-American boys and young men creating oral history showcasing the lives and accomplishments of local African-American men. We was raised by the whole community back in the late 60s, early 70s. This is where I was born and raised. This is where I've been at since the beginning. I never left. My dad used to take me to work with him. He used to work at a uh, pizza spot. Life is the greatest teacher. You will find out. The choices you make will be with you. You better make the right one. From anesthesiologists to barbershop owners, entrepreneurs to engineers, and coaches to deacons, over 170 men have been interviewed. Today, let's hear from Richard Bradford, age 28 at the time of this interview. During my younger years, life was fun and exciting. During my adolescent years, uh, things got a little more tricky, but all in all, I think life was pretty well. Both of my parents passed when I was extremely young. I was only a couple weeks old when my mother passed, and then my father passed before school age. So my entire life was with my grandparents. Starting off when I came into the world, Wilkinsburg was what would have been the middle class neighborhood for blacks. And then you had what was called black flight from the mid 80s to about 93. And during that time, you had black people with means moving out because of the close of the steel mills. There weren't any more jobs, so they were leaving the area. So you went from well-to-do black people in the community to more poor people moving in. And the gangs start to move in. Things start to really become unsafe all the way around. My grandparents' response to the situation was, instead of moving, my grandfather said, nobody's going to make me run in my own house. He said, this is my house and we're staying. So we stayed in. My grandparents' reaction to protect us was to uh, uh, lay down the law and became a lot stricter and overprotective. So as a child, you know, not being able to go out and play, couldn't go to a friend's house unless my grandparents knew everything about the family. The reason why my maternal grandfather was my role model is, first of all, he raised me, and then secondly, His life story is a testament for African-American progress here in the United States. He was born during Jim Crow in Albany, Georgia. Because of the racial tensions and divide in the South, he was only able to go up to the eighth grade. He uh, did what he could to get himself out of that situation, was able to go to trade school here in the North, was able to work as a general contractor, support a family, buy property, and then live the American dream. One of the greatest advices that was ever given to me was from my grandfather. He said, uh, at the end of the day, no one gives a hoot about how you feel. So stop worrying about what they think of you and do what you need to do to get where you need to go. The plague of being a black male in America, people, no matter what, wherever you go in life, will automatically see you as a threat. And the lack of understanding how Black people in our culture and our way of doing things have been in this country for 400 years. And white people in general who has no interactions with blacks don't know our culture. And every time they see things that we do that may be different from what they do, they perceive as wrong. So that's probably the biggest barrier I've had to face in my life. The changes here in Wilkesburg 
overall changing for the better. High school years, we started to see the rebirth of things that things are coming into fruition today, like having the grocery store, the mural on the uh, walls. But the physical environment, I'm not okay with. From the time I was a child till now, it's probably quadrupled the number of abandoned structures. I don't think uh, an environment cluttered with dilapidated, condemned buildings is beneficial for the public health. When I was younger, all up Penn Avenue and Wood Street, Swissville, they were full of businesses. Now you walk down the streets and it looks like a ghost town. I think that's one of the worst things that probably occurred to the community is when the heart of the business district fell out. I think due to lack of opportunities in black communities, you see continual property because you do what you see. And when you don't see prosperity, you don't see opportunities, you act accordingly. If one thing I could change, that would be opening more opportunities in the community. One thing I would just add for young people in general, life may never be the greatest. You never asked born, nor did you ask the environment in which you were born into. But never become a victim of the circumstances in which you're in. Always fight for what's better. No matter what, always do what's right. Even when it doesn't appear that it's paying off. Life is so much better when you do what's right than bending the rules. Have set dreams, but also be mindful that sometimes you have to detour from your dreams. And just because you're detouring from your dreams doesn't make your dreams a failure. I just look at uh, detours as other ways around of achieving what you want in life. This oral history was collected by youth interviewers Jaquan Betts and Sam Brown. Crossing Fences is made possible by the Heinz Endowments and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at crossingfences.org.